are living single and in the 90s kind of world i'm glad i got my girls keep your head up what keep your head up that's right whenever this life gets tough you gotta fight with my homegirls standing to my left and my right true blue it's tight like glue we are living check 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 it out single <laughs> do, 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 Oh, welcome to another episode of To Save Queens, one of the few places in the posphere where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and the fact that it's been about a year since Ms. Rona came into our lives. I'm your host, Ms. Malachi, and I'm joined by my personal vaccine expert, Ms. Deborah Rowe. How are you, <laughs> sis? Oh, God. hardly the expert, bitch. <laughs> hardly the expert. Have like... you in the back of my pocket, girl. Just pepper you with questions whenever I need. <laughs> Girl, but you know, I, me and the vaccine, you know, I, I actually need to know a lot more about the vaccine. That's why I think we have a real expert here today, girl. That's right. We're talking vaccines all this show. Um, Deborah, you really got us through this far, but today we brought in someone a little bit more official. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. So yes, we got a yes, full yes. PhD up in here. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Vaccine Shaw. Thank you for having me. Hey, Dr. Shaw. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> how are you how are you are how are you how are you doing i'm really good it's sunday you know it was a beautiful day here today i'm you know chilling i'm ready for the spring yeah what's that east coast weather because you've been hit y'all been getting hit by that snowstorms too it or is that just the northeast cold as shit uh for mm. a minute but it's gonna be in the 70s this week i'm excited i'm ready i think everybody's ready to get outside okay <laughs> Have a, it's gonna be a wild summer Yes, indeed, girl. So, yes, indeed. So what I've been asking a lot of guests when they um come on, and we're going to definitely get to like, are we really going to have a summer? Because I did have a question about the summer. So Deborah and I have a bunch of questions, and we also took some questions through our Instagram and our email. But um, just to start off, though, um, Dr. Shaw, where were you when the Rona hit? Do you remember like where you I were, what you were doing? do. I actually had just gotten back from New Zealand. Oh, oh fancy. Oh, wow. so. <laughs> uh, it was so, I'm so glad I got that trip in before shit went down. Okay. But I came back in the country, and when I knew it was about to be a shit show in the U.S., is because when I left Australia and New Zealand, it was everywhere, right? Like, the news, the newspapers, uh... they were shutting stuff down. I was getting texts from the government that was saying, if you try to reenter, you will not be allowed back in. And then I flew back into the U.S. and strolled into the country. Mm. Nobody asked a question what? about where I was coming from. Nobody screened for you. Flew, you flew in. You flew into LAX. You flew. No, in I LAX. flew into Houston. Oh, from oh, you can fly all the way from like New Zealand yeah, or a, Australia there's a to Houston. Direct flight from Auckland to Houston. Yep. Wow. And what date? What date did you fly back in? Uh, I want to say it was about February the twelfth or tenth, somewhere in there. Oh, it was in February you came back. I came back okay. right in mid February, about two weeks before everything. And and like I said, like I left another country, and they were taking it seriously. And in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to come. Because so the other thing, too, I noticed when I'm leaving New Zealand, right, they had customs lines set up mm. for folks that were coming from Italy and uh, mainland China and Korea mm. who mm. Went with the big outbreaks at first. And I, I literally just assumed when I got back into the U.S. that customs was going to be a pain in the ass and they were going to ask mm-hmm. questions about where you've been and did you, did you, do you feel sick? Did you, mm-hmm. Rolls into the country. Miss DJT was not worried. And I no. said, okay, okay, so this is about to be really <laughs> bad. The girls are acting like it's not real. 
nobody gave a shit. I was like, oh, okay, so we're gonna, this is gonna be bad. And then I, I happened to have a, a, a respiratory infection conference about a week later. Okay. And everybody had the same opinion, which is- What like, was the opinion? What was the opinion? Which is that we should be shutting travel down now and we should be testing and tracing now. Mm. And instead- oh. That was in late February, early March. So that would have been about February 25th or 26th, mm. somewhere. Oh, but we were already fucked by then. Because, oh, no, we were fucked. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, basically, like, I was looking, I, I've been obsessed recently because we're at the one year mark of, like, figuring out, like, what happened one year ago? Like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. And I was tracing back, even in my own hometown of Detroit, like, what were the first major super spread events? And they said, like, the first person in Detroit who died. Um, he had gone to a Detroit Pistons game, uh, a basketball game on March 4th. Mm. And then there were major super spreader events that like my mom was supposed to go to one of them. And she just happened not to go on March the 6th. But mm. there was like a major super spread event. But basically it, it was it had already been coming into the country all throughout probably most of February and probably even late January. So February 25th, we were most of the cases had already entered the u.s by then for sure right yeah the i mean you know we'll probably get into this a little later but when when they initially i remember in seattle was one of the first big places and they identified the first um because all the first cases they had were people who had been to uh mainland china or right somewhere that had cases so that's where they got it but they identified the first community spread Mm. in seattle and in my mind i'm like when that happened this is already you know the, the community spread already started Mm-hmm. Right, we're right. late. You're always playing catch up when you have these kind of outbreaks, and so I was just like, "Oh, okay, this is you know." And then Seattle and New York and Detroit, everywhere one by one was just like a disaster. And I said, "Okay, this is this is going to be bad, and it's going to be, I, I mean, it's going to be long term, mm-hmm. like not oh. short." Well, I mean, let's let's. I think let's start getting into it. But first, you know, let me let me do my little disclaimer. I'm gonna do a little <laughs> disclaimer. Okay, all right. So the information here is not intended or implied to substitute for CDC guidance. Uh, are y'all local medical professionals? So don't hold us liable, bitches. Okay. Don't even try it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, just making sure I gotta say that, girl, because we gotta we gotta do. You know, we gotta cover ourselves. So. <clears throat> That's a medical version of allegedly, right? <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> no, but uh, but we are hoping to get some good information and um, go it in, go in a bit. But I think like like to start off in there, like tell us a little bit. Um, we kind of know a bit about you, but yeah, tell us a little bit about your background, the type of work you've done. Um, talk why you you know you're obviously kind of mentioned conferences you were going to, but yeah, let's let's get into kind of your background and your working in this space. So I'm an uh, immunologist. So Mm -hmm. uh, my background is in studying the immune system in the context of infection. Mm. Um, Now in the last like decade or so, I've switched gears or focused more on respiratory infections, which is why I have an interest in COVID. Um, So before that's been primarily other respiratory viruses like, you know, influenza or RSV or rhinovirus. Mm. Um, And obviously with COVID, you know, it's a novel virus um, and has a lot of attention in our community in particular. So uh, I've been sort of keeping up with that. I do. Uh, you have your disclaimer. I have to have that my disclaimer. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Which is that I am a respiratory immunologist. I study infections in the lung. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very strong interest in COVID. I do not work with COVID directly. Okay. Um, so I work with folks that do a lot of stuff with COVID and, you know, obviously kept up with it because of my own interests and backgrounds, but you mm-hmm. know, I'm not like a, a, a COVID-19 biologist. Um 
Girl, it's okay. I've been listening to Deborah for months, and that bitch don't have no medical degree. <laughs> I don't have shit, bitch, but a bachelor's, I've been like, a bachelor's of science and economics, ho. And that's where it ends. That's I'm like, Deborah, what girl. medicine I should take? I'm like, Deborah, how long before my next shot? <laughs> oh, girl. But I, I kept people alive, girl, because I've been, I've been like, girl, when the girls get COVID, I tell them, okay, you got to take the L-glutathione, four, four pills a day for five days. Have you been taking vitamin D all, like, this time? Like, you know, if you've been taking it for like months, then I think you should actually have a more mild case. But you know, that's all just a guess to me, bitch. I'm out here doing like <laughs> niggas, nigger science, and shit, you know. Like, um, but but I, that El that El girl, though, I think that's kept the girls alive. I, I honestly think. You know, because I because I guess it's what it's it maybe Doctor Vaccine Shock could say something. I don't know, girl. If you know anything about that, but it's supposed to help the liver produce more virus fighting enzymes. Have you heard about that before, or am I on some bullshit? No, 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 no. So I I don't know why it works. I'm sure someone does, but the L glutathione has been shown to be effective in treating particularly severe. Oh, look at me! Look at God, honey. (laughs) Won't she do it, girl? The doctress, Doctress (laughs) Devereaux. I know. And I've been telling the girls to, like, when you go out in public, when you go to the grocery store, whatever, when you come home, you know, gargle with mouthwash. <laughs> like, you got to gargle with mouthwash and then wipe, you know, take a, on a little bit of tissue, wipe the, the, a little bit in your nostril with, like, some liquid soap or something like that to, you know, but I don't know if that does anything either. I might just be bullshitting on that, too. I, Am I bullshitting? I have Dr. no Soap? idea, but, um, <laughs> if, it, if it works for you, girl. Listen, I mean, if, if you I didn't like get COVID. it, I love it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't was, get COVID though. I didn't get COVID. And you girl. was in one of those hot spots in Detroit. Um, it was, yeah, yes, I was, girl. Yes, I, and I was exposed multiple times and didn't get the, didn't get that shit that I know of. That I know. Yeah. Of. So, um, so we've been talking a lot about like COVID and like you know one of the someone who wrote in. I'm gonna call them um, New York City to Miami. That girl. Um, she asked a couple questions, but one of the things of and you, you know that girl, Doctor Shaw. What? You know that girl. Literally, I, I won't expose her, shady. but you know her. Stuffy you know and shady. You know that girl. Okay. So one of the things they wanted was, can we do the basics? And they definitely want to, you know, basics about how do vaccines work and kind of around misconceptions about what a vaccine is. But I think basics can even start with like, what is COVID? Like, what is, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so uh, COVID, as we all call it, COVID-19, it stands for Coronavirus uh, Infectious Disease 2019. Mm. Um, and so COVID started in uh, in China in the fall of 2019 mm. um, in or near the city of Wuhan, which is a, you know, I've never heard of it, but it was a massive major city in China. 11 million people, bigger than New York City. Yes, wow. yes. Yeah. Um, and so generally... Um, uh, I think one of the things important to keep in mind is that COVID is a coronavirus, which there are lots of, right? So now we all talk about coronaviruses, but they're not new. There are lots of them. There are hundreds of coronaviruses, but only a few infect humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there are seven that have been shown to infect humans. Uh, four cause mild disease. You would, you would We've probably had them before. It's just a common cold. Uh, but three of them cause severe disease. And COVID-19 is one of those severe uh, disease causing viruses. So mm. it emerged in uh, Wuhan in fall of 2019 and spread very rapidly. And we'll co- probably come back to this later, but one of the reasons it spread so quickly is because it happened to sort of emerge around the time of Chinese New Year, um, mm-hmm. which is when a lot of people travel and take their COVID with them. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but in general, co- uh, coronaviruses cause a sort of respiratory tract infection. So they will infect your nasal passages, your sinuses, and your upper airways. Mm. Um, uh, COVID-19 is a little different from the other 
uh, coronaviruses in that um, it, it can kill you, but the incubation time is long. So you can have the virus for a long time before you start to feel sick, which means that you're interacting with people, spreading the virus, causing disease. And this is one of the reasons social distancing was so important early, and we did not do that. Right. Um, and so I'm kind of, you know, uh, getting a little bit ahead of myself, but um, I think I kind of answered the question. No, no, no. You actually did. Yeah, okay. No, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like going, going. You know, we kind of we dropped the ball, as you said, on the social distancing piece, um, and now we're kind of getting into like, you know, this state where like everyone's excited for vaccines, people are ready for the summer and things like that. But like, I mean, what are we really doing by even just getting these vaccines? Like, what is what is that doing for us? I mean, it's just because I know there's different types of vaccines. Like, what is how does so, vaccine work? Uh, in general, uh, what a vaccine is going to do is um, it almost sort of tricks your body into thinking you got the real infection, mm-hmm. but you didn't. Uh, and so historically, this was uh, originally done by using a killed or weakened version of the actual virus. So right. with smallpox or something or influenza initially or something like that. Uh, but what you're doing is exposing yourself to um, the a component of the virus or the vi- or the dead or weakened version of the virus itself so that your immune system generates a response, you generate a long lasting response that in, in some cases, so for the polio vaccine, for example, it's been shown to last for six, seven decades um, where you get this long lasting immunity so that when you do see the real thing, your immune system says, girl, I've seen you before. Not today. I'm ready. Not, Not on my watch. Yeah, yes. They are ready. Yes. <laughs> Yes. You know, so when you see it, and so what happens when you when you get a vaccine and then you get the real thing, your immune system kicks in much faster. Mm. Uh, and so it limits the ability of the pathogen or the virus in this case to replicate, to establish itself, to spread and cause disease. And so you shut everything down very quickly. Now, I don't want to derail us, but real quick, but obviously, I guess it's easier to make some vaccines than others because I'm like, we obviously don't have an HIV vaccine. Yeah, I was just going to say that, girl. I was just going to say, yeah, how come we don't have an HIV vaccine? Like, why not? (laughs) Where's she at? Where's she at? Where is that girl? Where is she? um, So to get back to your question about what a coronavirus is, one of the things to keep in mind with coronavirus is that it, um, thankfully for us, they do not mutate quickly. Okay. And so what that means is that uh, there are only a couple of strains of COVID-19 compared to something like HIV, which is a very different sort of virus that mutates very rapidly. And Uh, so not only do you have two major types of HIV, you have HIV-1 and HIV-2, but within those, you have lots of different strains. And so what that means is that if you want to vaccinate for something, you need something that's going to be broadly, that's going to cover all of them. uh, and with COVID, that's easier because you only have to cover four or five strains, whereas with HIV, it's just a lot of them. And so the other thing to keep in mind with HIV um, is that it is a retrovirus. And I'm not going to get into what that means, but one of the things that means is that it mutates very, very quickly uh, and makes a lot of errors when it makes copies of itself. Mm-hmm. COVID does not do that. So COVID has an internal mechanism for proofreading itself as it makes copies. And so if it does it wrong, it, 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 it's just, it's not the same. So it kind of corrects oh, it. So that's, that's good for scary, us. That's some scary So when shit. we talk about like with HIV though, when you, when, when we talk about like um, drug resistance, yes. 
that is because of the, the reason that occurs is because of the mutations. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. And that, that's the other that reason sense. for HIV medications that uh, even the single pill medications that we take now for PrEP and for uh, other things are multiple drugs that are combined into one is because if you, if you, for HIV, if you block multiple mechanisms, the odds that it mutates into resistance are less likely. Oh, so, okay. So Discov is Discovy just as good as Truvada? Because I think about switching to Discovy. Uh, as far as I know, yes, they are both very, for PrEP, they're both very effective mm-hmm. uh, in Truvada. Oh, okay. Because Truvada is tried and true, but I heard Discovy is like better on your kidneys yes. and liver. Yes, yeah, it's a newer version. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should say also that this is not uncommon. So viruses mutate a lot. Um, okay. They are. They tend to be small and and error prone when they make copies, and that essentially provides fuel for mutation. And so mm. that's one of the reasons. So what you're saying is, I still might get my zombie virus. We still might get our zombie virus from coronavirus. What you're saying? We might have a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> oh, girl, don't do it. <laughs> but the but the zombie apocalypse wouldn't come from COVID. It's probably going to come from some unknown virus in siberia that, under the that thaws. Right yeah we didn't <laughs> right uh, yeah. it's gonna be some shit or yeah no that's exactly right yeah but anyway y'all need to stop eating those wild animals either way just play safe oh, oh, oh girl i mean i <laughs> no, do agree but, wait, I, but yeah. is, i'm not being shady isn't that no well it could have <laughs> come you know but one of my theories this is one of my theories i don't think it necessarily came necessarily from girls just like eating bats or whatever it could have <laughs> But I think no, I it may that. have been, it could have been, though, that the, they use, I know in China, like, uh, some of the rural farmers use bat dung for fertilizer instead mm. of, like, horse manure. And so they're overly exposed to, like, bat, you yeah. know, viruses from the oh. from the manure and whatnot. And then they fertilize their crops with it, and they take the crops, they take their crops and themselves in the big cities and the markets to sell, and they could have mm. either brought it, you know, for, uh, on their... You know, because they said some of the rural farmers in China, especially in this one part of China, they had some natural immunity to COVID. They mm. said, like, in those... In some rural areas near near these caves, that the farmers and the local people didn't get sick from coronavirus. Yeah, so the the other when you ask me what was covid, one of the other things I think that's interesting is that it it likely came from another mammal because you remember I mentioned there were hundreds of coronaviruses and only seven infect people. The rest of them infect other species. Okay. Bats mm-hmm. are really good carriers of viruses for lots of reasons. Uh one is that they're mammals like us. Two is that they live a long time. Three, they are migratory, so they spread things really long Ooh. distances. And four is that they have very good immune systems. So they are... Because they fly, right? Yes. They said it's because they fly. They Wait, so how does, how, does, how does them having an immune system factor in? Uh, so they, they have immunity to these things that we don't have. Oh, oh, so they have the immunity to pass so, something on that's not killing themselves, but yes. could harm. God. Like, so, ty- like, ty- like Typhoid Mary from back in the day, if you, ever, if you know that yeah, story. Yeah. Um, she, she spread typhoid, but she never was sick from it herself. Damn Mary. Damn Mary. Yeah, yeah. Damn Mary. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, it's the, the COVID-19, the original strains were more similar to either a bat coronavirus or a coronavirus from a creature called a pangolin. Ooh, what's that? Yeah. It's like a scaly looking anteater kind yeah. of animal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cause that's where the first, that's where the first, uh, SARS came from back in 2002, 2003. It was from pangolins and the wild animal trade and, and people in China eating pangolins. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. It's, mm. And so I think, but they said this one, they don't know that this one had an intermediary species. It may have, but it could have also come directly from bats too. Mm. Yeah. Saying, and the, right? the other, the other coronavirus that caused an outbreak was MERS in about 
I think 2011, and that one was from uh, Camels. Dramadary Camels, Camel. right? Yep, Camels. Damn. Yeah. So, and 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 also, I think the other thing uh, I wanted to mention is that viruses pass from other species to us, and vice versa, all the time. So this isn't right. like a novel. This happens a lot. And obviously, we we know bird flu and swine flu and mm-hmm. those sorts of things. They come from other animals. So this is not uh, this is not uncommon. It's not unique to coronaviruses. It's just that for this mm-hmm. one, uh, because the the sort of timing of when it happened, and I think because of the long incubation period and because of the silent care or the people who are asymptomatic who are spreading it and don't know it, I think it's different. And so you brought up the original SARS. Um, and we'll, I'll come back to this later, but we actually learned a lot about coronaviruses from that outbreak. Mm-hmm. But those are the girls of a certain age, such as myself. We remember back when they had the SARS outbreak. In, yes. Yeah. 2000, 2003, because I graduated high school in 2003. And my, the valedictorian of my high school was from China. And his family could not come yep. to graduation to hear him speak. Mm. You know, he was senior class president and and valedictorian and gave a big speech. And his family couldn't come from, yeah, because it because of SARS. I remember that. And and the difference, one of the key differences with COVID-19 versus SARS and even MERS is that those viruses were, so when you were sick, you knew it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the lethality yes. was so high right. that it was very obvious that you were sick and you should not be around other people. So it was more easy to isolate and test and trace people. Whereas with COVID, anywhere from probably 60 to 70% of folks, especially young people, do not have real symptoms, you know, you might get a little mm. cold um, and then you don't know it. And so you spread it. And so there's this very key difference. Um, the other thing too, with the, with the COVID-19 is the um, kills about one to one and a half percent of the people it infects, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is mm-hmm. Yeah. for other. Yeah. If we, if we had gone for a herd immunity strategy in the U S millions, two million, yeah. two million plus people would have died, maybe 3 million. Yeah. Even, right. Mm. Yeah, if we had just let the whole country be infected and not locked down and had, you know, like if we hadn't done social distancing and closed shit down, like up to three million people could have died in the U.S. I should also wanted to mention, you know, there there's a sort of conspiracy theory that COVID came from a lab, and while it doesn't it doesn't look like that, right? So it looks like the other natural coronaviruses, and mm. this is the third one now that is actually uh, this is the third one that's caused a major outbreak. But there's a fourth coronavirus that's crossed from another species into humans. It just causes only mild disease, but um, it's going to be maybe impossible to determine where it actually came from, mm-hmm. partially because it's just hard to do, but also because the Chinese government has stopped a lot of research into the origins oh, of where the virus came from. Right, right. Um, and we we just and and to be fair to the conspiracy theorists, um, I don't want to give y'all too much, but there is some precedence for you know somebody in a lab dropping a vial and getting you know there was there's been a couple. Ooh. There's been a couple, you know, local flu outbreaks, or there was someone who got smallpox from a, a, a old, um, like a frozen sample. Uh, but did that girl? Did that girl make it? Because smallpox is mostly eradicated, right? This was—I don't even know. That was like this was decades ago. Oh, uh, yeah, these okay, were older okay. examples. I mean, I would now with the protocols are probably a little better for handling stuff. Mm-hmm. I I read I read and not not just on one of those like ghetto conspiracy sites like healthnews.net. Like, no, no, it was like either in the Nigga wall Street Journal. Dot org. Okay. Dot org. Dot org, right? Dot, yeah, it's not commercial. Net. It's not commercial. <laughs> yeah, no, no, bitch. It was from like the Wall Street Journal or something that like there actually was 
concern among some U.S. scientists who had visited the Wuhan Institute of Virology back um, in 2019 and 18 that the safety protocols there weren't A1, like that they weren't top-notch. And so it's like, also, even though we... It's, it looks like the virus wasn't like created right from scratch, but we don't know, like Dr. Shaw said, that it wasn't, it didn't accidentally escape from a lab, that it was a, a naturally occurring virus that they were studying and didn't escape from the lab. We can't confirm that it yeah. didn't, right? Yeah. Basically. But it wasn't created in a lab, basically. So no, we know, it was we know not. It wasn't, yeah, no. It was not created in a lab. So we, yeah. the girls, the conspiracy girls need to know that it was not created in yeah, a lab, according yeah. to the scientists. Right? Yeah, when you yeah. when you look at the genetic sequence of this virus next to the genetic sequences of the other coronaviruses, it fits very nicely in a family tree of pangolin slash bat coronaviruses. It looks the same as like it's mm. not it's it wasn't it doesn't look to have been created from scratch. Yeah, I do want to give you know what because I go in on China a lot on. <laughs> And like, actually, so weird because out of now in this conversation, I feel like I'm actually like playing devil's advocate and like maybe defending them in some way. But those girls did stop a bird flu outbreak in two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, they were able to call like in between China and Southeast Asia because we were gonna have a we were gonna have one of these in two thousand five, two thousand six with bird flu, right, Doctor Shaw? Yeah, did, did I remember you? that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in, in China and certain countries in Southeast Asia, they called millions and killed millions and millions of birds so that we wouldn't have a global bird flu outbreak. I mean, even even right. this China. time, you know, we, we can criticize them for some of the actions, but they did shut everything down. They they have ways of tracking where people are that after after travel for the lunar U- after New Year's, yes yes which which <laughs> devastated the whole world basically that they didn't do it a few weeks sooner but yeah go she ahead. not giving her no credit for that one <laughs> yeah. no but I you know they the fact that they uh, they built up you know their hospitals and isolated sick people very quick uh, compared to us they actually seem to give a crap about doing that sort of stuff as opposed to our federal government that was kind of like. Well, they pulled the girls from their house. They they had the people in the um, hazmat suits coming and pulling the girls out of their houses and stuff, right? And obviously, we don't want that necessarily. But I mean, you gotta well, do, you gotta I, do I, what I you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta, gotta do. do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If that's what we had to do, that's what we had to do, girl. Like, yeah. You know, or I we could like, at least at least had like in China, they set up like convention center hotels. For as yep. um, which we were supposed we started to do, but then we didn't end up really using them. But like they basically got sick people out of their houses. They used primarily they put the sickest people in the regular hospitals, and then the people that were only who were only mildly sick, they put them in convention center style hotels just so they could isolate from their families and not infect their entire mm-hmm. households. Right? Yeah, and that was that was probably really important because as we know now, most of the spread is among close indoors contacts. So. Family units, family gatherings uh, have been big, you know, weddings, things like that have been big sources of community spread. There was one woman in South Korea who ate at a buffet and was ultimately responsible for several thousand infections. Mm. Um, And so we know that these kind of, you know, internal, which, by the way, RIP to buffets because. I mean, bitch, that shrimp and gravy wasn't that good, girl. But I will. I don't know the next time I'll go to a buffet restaurant. But. Really? You know, I went to I went to the Whole Foods in Columbus Circle in New York City, like. Uh, a week and a half ago, girl, and they had brought back some elements of their buffet there. Oh no, the baby! Sal- the salad, the salad bar was back. You just had to put. I didn't eat from it, but you had to put gloves on, and then you could get from the. You had to put these plastic gloves on. First of all, seventy percent of those white people in the store are not putting gloves on. Let's just be. They're not. They even... monitor them at that Columbus oh, okay, okay. Circle Whole Foods. That's in the Detroit, only one they... she goes to. That's the only. That's one she the goes only one. To. In, in, 
In Detroit, at the Whole Foods, they have not brought any element of the salad bar or the buffet back. Not a single element of it. Uh, I'm just so curious about what things will, like, you know, we obviously have seen some things change in the, for the time being. But what things are just going to be irrevocably changed? I'm surprised I didn't say that word. Um, right. But, like, I'm so curious about, like, there's just certain things I just feel like. Like, mass, like, I feel like mass is going to be more of a thing. I feel like, yeah, some of the girls are still going to be about that burning mass life. But... I feel like a lot more girls are going to be like, nah, bitch, it's, it's, it's flu season, bitch, wear your mask at. And, and I think, you know, there's a couple points there, but one is that, you know, many of my Asian colleagues always wear masks. Mm-hmm. They started in SARS 20 years ago and they still do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I think, um, I think you're right because the other thing we've seen with everyone wearing masks is that the cases of flu this year are way down. Mm-hmm. And it's something actually I've started to think about, which is that we've normalized the tens of thousands of flu deaths every year. You know, it's it's usually like twenty, huh. thirty thousand, and everyone just kind of accepted it as it is. But if we know that wearing masks can get that down to two thousand, then why not do it in the wintertime, wow. especially because it's a seasonal infection, right? Um, well, you know why? Because we're well, individualistic. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and we're not. You know, I think this is this is that is part of the reason. One of the questions you guys, I think, were going to ask me was about why the U.S. failed, and I think that's part of it is that we are so individualistic and less mm. sort of collective social oriented than other places um and you know and i i know for sure i think miss malachi's are you dr shaw are you gonna be a mask girl on airplanes or oh in for the sure time yes. are you oh okay, <laughs> oh, okay. Dang. oh dang. like even in 2025 2026 we'll see you flying from you know dc <laughs> that, to Los that conference Angeles, in new zealand <laughs> or that conference yeah or to or to south africa and you'll have a mask on then. yes you'll have a mask yes on. okay I think I'll be wearing a master in flu season, even to the grocery store and stuff. I think I, I, I do. I do. And even even, um, you know, as COVID-19 may fade, we will have new variants as we're starting to see now. And so those may be more transmissible and more lethal. And I think a lot of the behaviors we've adopted will have to be long term because mm-hmm. this, you know, on its face, one percent death is not it may seem like, oh, I have a 99 percent chance of survival. But. You know, like as as you mentioned earlier, you know, if you have a country of four hundred million people and one percent of them die, it's a lot of people. Mm. Mm. So no, no hot girl summer twenty twenty. Well, oh, I, I mean, didn't like, say all that. Well, I mean, like, let's, oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, because let's get it. I feel like that's where I think we you can, can bring pull it back your to dick. Vaccines. You can pull your mask up to suck a dick. Is uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. See, it's so okay. funny. I've been worried about. I've been thinking about because thinking is, about sucking dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, I have been thinking about sucking dick, but like, is it income? Like, is it income? Like, if you know, I think it is. I right? think so. Yeah. There's been a couple, uh, particularly with people who have this uh, systemic infections. Is one of the other things that's unique about COVID nineteen is the infection doesn't remain in the airways. Um, it spreads, mm. and so you can get the, a lot of the people that have the more severe infections and the death have systemic infections and that would mean that it is could i get it from my ass i don't think so the primary route is going to be respiratory droplet exposure so you're breathing in something that's affected and secondary would probably be you touch something Mm. that was like coated in covid and then you touched your face or something like that so i would I mean, let's let's get what the about wait, wait girl, one more question, girl. I know, I know, I know where I we're behind, but so wait, <laughs> so okay, if I see, because I've been thinking this, like now, if you're like a prep girl or ARV girl and you take it raw in the behind, what is you should say? What is ARV girl? Oh, oh, the antiretrovirals okay. for the for HIV plus girls, right? Like yeah. what? Um, like can you get 
Do you think do you think you can get it from unprotected anal sex? What do you think? I would Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> I would say that you might be able to, but again, right. the overwhelming risk is gonna be the breathing of it. And through the mm. you know, if you're kissing someone who's infected, it's gonna be the the mouth and the nose. Uh, would be my I don't know that that's really been looked at in detail. Just remind girls, disclaimer, bitch. Don't come to me if you caught it through some Listen, yeah. Don't no. email us. Don't this is, email this us. This is not permission for you to go have sex with that man that has a cold down the street. <laughs> or oral, oral, or unprotected anal, which is probably more risk. You think? Yeah, I think or I think oral sucking a dick is more risk. Yeah, because of the or mouth. eating or yeah. yeah, that's what I. That's right, my. Girl. But I'm. But you know, I'm not really a raw girl anyway. Get back to douching, girls. You time know, but. <laughs> Time to take that dick, but I think you should take it rubber. I think you should take, even if you're a prep girl and ARV girl. I think during COVID right now, until you're vaccinated, I think you should take dick rubber. I you want a you mask should, on that dick, huh? I want. I think the girls should wear a mask on their face, like and screw from behind. Uh huh. Both girls in a mask. Uh huh. And with a rubber, even if you're a prep or an ARV okay. girl, that's what I think. What do you think, Doctor Sean? Am I overboard? <laughs> or what do you think? Am I going? Am I doing too much? I mean, I. Honestly, again, the, the the risk of transmission through sex is probably very, very low. The reason a lot of that started is because they showed that you can find the virus in feces and uh, urine and semen. Mm. But it's not clear if that's live virus or just virus ma- genetic materials because the, uh, the way they were measuring it, oh. the way they measured it doesn't tell you if it's a live virus or not. It just mm. looks for the presence of certain uh, genetic elements of the virus. So it's, it's not... Mm. So it's not clear. I, I mean, I, I think... But girl, do whatever you need to do for your hot girl summer. Fuck That's rubber. the only way you could do rubber, it. Fuck rubber, girls. Fuck rubber. Fuck rubber. Fuck rubber. Yeah, you doing raw? Yeah. You gonna be raw no. dogging it? No, no raw, no raw. Rubber. Oh, fuck okay. rubber. Fuck rubber. Dur- just oh, dur- you're saying dur- fuck rubber. You're saying fuck, fuck rubber. Use rubber to fuck, not fuck oh, you- rubber. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, he just switched. It's like I a was like, well, just switched it up. I'm like, no, I'm just saying you should fuck rubber. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I should have been more clear. You should fuck rubber during my. That's my personal <laughs> take. But Doctor Shaw says you know you have to mitigate risk. Basically, is what Doctor Shaw is saying. You need yes. to. You need to kind of like put all the whole everything into a bag and say okay what am i comfortable with and what am i not right dr shaw basically yeah basically i mean you okay it's all it's all about risk management um and you know i think ultimately the social distancing is really the thing that we all should be practicing just keeping away from folks and unfortunately that will include a lot of sexual activity and as a, as a newly single girl at the beginning of the pandemic oh, yeah? that was killing me Oh, damn. oh, I was ready to just get out here and just, oh, hot girl winter. <laughs> Listen, summer, fall, winter, spring, all of it. But you you probably ordered a flesh jack by now. You're probably OK. Wow. Oh, I broke that sure. thing. It wasn't. It... Ooh, oh, we got some rail trade up in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, uh, it, it tore. So but it's all good. Wait, we well, we, we have some, we about to do all this vaccine talk. Do you got yes. your vaccine? Dr. Sean? I have the first dose. I'm getting my second oh, dose on Tuesday. Oh, oh you late. Who'd you okay. get? Who'd you get, girl? Moderna. Oh, you're oh, a Moderna she, girl. She like a Moderna me. girl. I'm okay. a Moderna girl, too. Yeah, I'm a Moderna girl, too. Okay. Well, I mean, like, is that vaccine going to save it? Like, let's get into some of the we, yeah, we so we, vaccine we, questions. Yes, we have been, I think, um, you know, really fortunate that we have gotten so many vaccines so quickly. Um, I was looking at it. stolen from everybody else. We're like, <laughs> no, nah, you're all fucking, you don't worry about the rest of y'all. <laughs> I was looking at an infographic a couple of months ago and it was showing the difference when the original SARS in 2003 
was first sequenced. Uh, so the, the amount of time between when we knew what the virus was and when we first dosed someone for therapy or vaccine was about mm. two years. Mm. And in this case, it was 90 days mm. or so. So it, it, it's been and part of that was thankfully because of the experience with SARS. Yes. Yeah. Cause I know that's been the misconception. Like I've had people tell me like, well, they developed this vaccine real fast. I'm just saying, I don't know how right. they, you know, if they ain't got no vaccines for this other stuff or where they just pull this together real quick in a lab. It, it's kind of, <laughs> um, you know, this is, like I said, this is the third coronavirus that cause outbreaks uh, and, mm. and major disease. And so based on the experience with the first two, we're able to kind of, we, we know more now. So the next coronavirus, if there is one that causes an outbreak, we'll be even more ready because of our experiences now. I'm sure and there's that, also something to be said about it being a global Yes, and so too. that's the so other thing. Like we're every, everybody's working on this. It, it's the pressure of shutting down the glo- global economy. And also, you know, the thing that I think people have underestimated um, is that our entire research apparatus reoriented toward COVID in the space of months. So, you know, where I work... Fuck that breast cancer research, girl. No, literally, hold off I mean, on that for now. legit, we literally paused everything we were doing with the exception of things that were already in clinical trials and things that were COVID-related. Wow. And so you now have, whereas typically in a drug program in a preclinical space, you might have a team of 10 people. We have entire departments that reorient wow. to now just That's working real. on COVID. And so you go from you know, getting a genetic sequence to getting a physical structure of the virus to understanding what parts of it you could design a vaccine against in the space of weeks. Mm. Because you have hundreds of people across the world publishing and sharing data and and mm. communicating and getting all this stuff done. And then you also have governments who, for once, recognize the benefit of investing in science and technology and said, okay, well, here's a billion, you know, you have the Pfizer, AstraZeneca, I mean, you have the AstraZeneca Oxford collaboration, you had the uh, warp speed um, organiz- uh, operation in the U.S. where you now are pumping money into these companies. Right. You're, you're pumping these companies to get stuff done quickly, um, and it's been really—I mean, it's been really honestly remarkable. It's a little disheartening as someone who is a scientist to see so much misinformation, and and I get I get it. Mm. So I, I get the distrust, but the reality is, it is to my mind like it is. It's it's an ode to like the human ingenuity and and what we can do when we have the resources and time to focus because this is this was not a given you know we've gone from no vaccines to uh now uh, i believe by summer there should be five or six approved in the u.s Mm -hmm. and there was another dozen or so that were in trials at the end of uh, the beginning of this year so we we've gone from none to lots of options and they're all different in different ways and you know but they all work well a lot of them seem to work well, I definitely want us to get into that. I know Devro had a quick thing because I did want to know, yeah. thinking about yeah. um, misconceptions and misinformation, what you think are the biggest ones are. But Devro, what do you have? You had a yeah, point. well, I want you know, I actually want to talk about the differences in vaccines in the second, mm-hmm. in the, maybe in the second second round of our, you know. But I, but I do, I wanted to know. I, actually, one thing I wanted to say with Moderna under Operation Warp Speed, I read that the Moderna vaccine was literally developed in two days, like not tested and gone through the whole process, but literally created in two days. Did you hear about that? Did you um, I did that not, but it doesn't surprise me necessarily because um, Moderna has a history with the mRNA technologies that, that they that they use. Right. So this isn't like their first time. But also um, knowing what we know about coronaviruses and once we got the sequence, it was very obvious what part of the virus to target for a vaccine and that mm. was the spike protein. So it's, it's a it's the thing on the surface of the virus that allows it to interact with your cells and to get to infect you. 
And the modern and the, and in terms of the mRNA technology, the girls are like, "Oh my god, that's brand new. That's scary. That's scary." You know, but it's really that's something that's been in the works for twenty years. Am I right for yeah. various conditions and not not really just infectious disease, mm-hmm. right? They had planned to use mRNA technology for cancers and for other disease condition or other disease categories, right? Yeah, no, you're right. So the the mRNAs um, as a therapy as an idea have been around for probably forty years. Oh, wow. but it was really only in the last 15 or so where there were some key discoveries made um, um, at uh, our alma mater, actually, uh, that helped to sort of change. Which is, we're pen girls. Let's just all keep it real. Um, (laughs) Miss Malachi and I, we already said where we went to school. So, yeah, exactly. So they basically discovered (laughs) a way. The problem with mRNA at first is that when you put it in the body, because it's not supposed to be outside of a cell, your body sort of reckon it's, it's unstable. It gets destroyed or falls apart very quickly, but they found a way to modify it. And that's why these therapies are referred to as modified mRNA therapies. Mm. And so both the Pfizer and the Moderna are modified mRNA. The others are a little different, but. And what they're doing is, because I, I read a little, it's something about the protein, right? Which is different from what the other types of vaccines are doing. So, yes. what is- so essentially, uh, if you think about um, what mRNA is, it's an intermediate between DNA and a protein. So the DNA mm-hmm. is like the instructions and the mm-hmm. protein is like the final product and the mm-hmm. mRNA is the middle step. Got it. Uh, so what you do with an mRNA vaccine is if you want to make the spike protein, you inject mRNA for the spike protein mm-hmm. and your body makes the spike protein and you get immune response against that protein. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, um, it's taking out a middleman and it's just sort of a, it's an, it's a way to make your body produce a protein that makes immune response again. So that when you see the virus, you did, you sort of, get rid of it quickly mm. so i actually think right there um because i definitely want to get into like the differences between the different vaccines and kind of the efficacy am i saying that right efficacy mm-hmm. efficacy yeah, efficacy between them girl she'd be worried you know, she ain't been in school in a minute she'd be worried uh, but i think actually we'll save that for part two so we're actually gonna um take a break here um and so and we'll start wrapping up this show um we <laughs> Had this thought that role. We started with, you know, the living single thesis. Uh, we obviously have Dr. Vaccine Shaw. Like, girl, what? Do, some girls might not know the connection. I guess you want to break it down. Tell, the tell us the connection, Dr. Shaw. Tell us the <laughs> connection, girl. So, um, Vaccine Shaw is, you know, uh, sort of play on Maxine Shaw, who is Come on. my favorite character At- from Living Attorney Single. at Law. Attorney Maxine at law. law, comma, Attorney at Law. Um, <laughs> who was, in my opinion, the best character on Living Single, which is okay. um, the blueprint for all of your white sitcoms that you love so much. Friends, yes. friends came from Living Single, y'all. And definitely it did. It's actual <laughs> and factual. And 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 Miss Maxine, Maxine Shaw was played by Erica Alexander for the girls who want to yes. look her up. Erica the yes. Great. Who looks still amazing. I oh saw her speaking at the So good. So good. You know, uh, she was only in her early twenties when she played that role. Like really? most of them, most of them were in their early to mid twenties, including Queen Latifah, mm. uh, Erica Alexander. Like most of them were in their early to mid twenties. Like I don't even know if a, maybe Kyle and uh, Overton, maybe the male characters mm. were over thirty. But I don't even think like Regine. I think because remember she started off in Facts of Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Kim Fields. I. She was a teenager on that show, so I think she was actually still in her early to mid twenties when Living Single was taped. So those girls were those were young mm. girls. Those were young girls. Who's your favorite character, Devereaux? Um, mine is similarly Maxine Shaw, mm. attorney at law. Me yeah. too, because you know the other thing about Maxine was like I like a bitch who just 
she had her own money, but she was just mooching off of other people. That's a smart bitch right there. <laughs> she would show up and go run through that kitchen and then go back. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. And then go back to her good looking apartment. You think we ever really see her apartment that much? Maybe when Kyle would go over there. Yes. Yeah, a couple times we saw yeah. it, I feel like. Not a ton of times, though. So, all right. Well, girls, watch Living Single. She's on, I think she's on Hulu, I think, right? I think because she recently got on the streaming service. I think she's on Hulu. I think yeah. she's on Hulu. Um, so real quick, girls, in the show, just because this is going to be coming out on Wednesday and they're recording a bit early, thoughts and prayers. Just wanted to say the COVID relief bill, the $1.9 trillion bill that Ms. Robinette's working on, did pass the Senate. It should be in the House this week. Hopefully it'll get on her desk. A lot of stuff in there to look at. $1,400 checks, tax breaks, um, rental and homeowner assistance, but just something that we've been bringing up. And it, it is a big thing coming down the line. So hopefully it gets through. Senate, they did some shenanigans. We're not going to talk about this right now to distract, but, you know, we can't stand some of those girls. Um, th- those Democrat girls specifically who um, yes, yes. pulled some shenanigans. Yes, <laughs> putting their thumbs down. Fuck that bitch. Oh, Especially, oh, like, lower lower, un- lower unemployment benefits. Like, yes. lowered it from, like, 400 to 300 Lowered the cutoff for, like, the $1,400 checks. Just They, they allowed all these Republicans to make all these amendments, and then they knew the Republican girls weren't going to vote yes on it. So, fuck those girls. Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, all of those girls. Fuck those girls. They're Democrats, yeah. but, girl, they need... And I'm a... You know, generally, I'm a more of a liberal than a progressive girl, but these girls need to be primaried. I mean, some yeah. of these girls, like Kirsten Cinema, get her out of there. Next time, get another Democrat in there. Yeah. Not her. I don't know. Do you have any feelings about the current government, Dr. Shaw? You're just like, just um, save save us. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, at least we have a we have a president who acknowledges the virus and wears a mm. mask. Uh, we have a government that uh, wants to, you know, vaccinate more as many people as possible. We just set yesterday a single day vaccine record. I- in this country, of yeah, people, what was uh, almost three, was like, almost three million people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two point nine, two point nine million vaccinated. Wow. Was that on Friday? Friday that was. Uh, think yeah, was? I think so. And yeah. and the goal is um, to keep you know to have that number continue to increase. Which as we get more vaccines approved and shipped, will definitely I think we'll be in a good place for summer to have at least half the country vaccinated. Have the some have the country have hot girl summer. <laughs> Listen. All I gotta say is the gay girls. The girls are tired of being in the house. They're gonna have a hot girl summer regardless. I would just the hope girls they- are already out the house. Let's be honest, but yeah, uh, we'll, save, yeah. we'll save that at more vaccine talk for part two. So follow us on social media at Two Save Queens. I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved. And we'll see you all soon for part two, which we think we're gonna put out this Friday. Bye.